Peace and persistence, Earth Gods. I am Raven, aka Tatanka Waitika, aka Tonka the Alchemist, and this is Hard Questions, Great Answers, a weekly podcast where I ask hard questions or ask questions that many answers can be created from and try to answer it from my perspective through my wisdom and have special guests to add their perspective and wisdom as well. This week I will be alone again asking the question why black people can say nigga and white people can. This is very specific but also I should I should add that I, I don't feel that anyone who is not black can say the word nigga without dire social consequence. But specifically, I'm just going to focus on black and white today. Hopefully, I'll have a guest speaker next week to expand on this question. But for now, we're going to get my perspective. So why black people can say nigga and why people can't. In my, in my years, as I've grown as a human, as I've grown as a black woman, I've understood the, the effects of using the word myself, even as a black individual, or as a black individual. And I'm really trying to abolish that word from my everyday vernacular. But it's the culture I was raised in. I'm from Oakland, California. And nigga is definitely a word that is very pervasive in my black community. But also in other communities of color, which is problematic. I don't, I don't abide it, but it's around me. And so anyway, it's an everyday task. But the reason why black people can say nigga and white people cannot is because of the difference in consequence. So the white use of the word has created a lot of consequences throughout his- history. And, and actually the use of the word is a consequence of racial inequity itself like classifying the other in one particular way through one particular word allows for easier identification of like us and them creating that bridge more apparently and more uh, recognizably amongst the protected class and the oppressed class so historically in the white context in the white context um the historical consequence of being called and classified a nigger by white people in this country is directly correlated to its economic, political, and social consequences of oppression of black people in this country. You know, like I said, like in the beginning when racism was being accepted by um, the protected class as like a way of life and, and, and furthermore protected, that, that came into relevance is in, in our like political, economic, and social system. Um, the economic system came first as, you know, the reason for chattel slavery in this country was to create a cash crop that the United States could try to trade globally to create a perpetual economic force so that we could separate from Britain. And after that process happened, cash crops was the main way we supported our economic system, our economic production. Because this existed, because racism existed before our political institutions were created um, as, a, as a sovereign country from Britain, racism is inherently woven within the fabrics of, this, uh, of our political society, of our political system. The word, the word nigger because it, or the use of the word nigger from, from the protected class to the, the oppressed class, or just the use of, of the word by the protected class anyway, draws, I guess, uh, stark awareness of the political and economic disparity amongst the protected class and, and 
oppressed class or black folk. Racism is rooted in its social fabrics, in the in the social in the social majority conceding that chattel slavery is beneficial to the protected class. And, and in fact, you know, as as history went on, in fact, you know, this can be proven by you know science, and this can be proven by different social studies of why black folk are more animalistic or more docile like in in nature and are meant to be treated like chattel after the civil war in 1965 i mean 1864 1865 and after the emancipation proclamation slavery was was deemed illegal in the union legislation was passed to dismantle that um, but then we had you know the introduction of Jim Crow laws where, where legislation changed more creating these laws of segregation that isn't expressly the the same laws of chattel slavery however it, it rings the same bell right draws the same stark you know statement and assertion that although chattel slavery is no longer sanctioned by the law um, in its in its prior form these the, the standing of the black person in America is still the same, that of less than a citizen, that of less than a human, and that of property for for the United States, right? Like sharecropping was was one of the ways that this was made apparent. And I'm and I'm sure humans still owned legally or, or, or whatnot, um, black folks long after the the Emancipation Proclamation. Fast forward to 1965 when the Civil Rights Act was passed and legislation changed to allow more political freedoms or political movement and mobility for black folks in this country. You know, my my point being is that like throughout history we've made legislative changes to um, include the black man in the promise of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. However, the social state of the black person in the country has generally remained the same. You know, we're still being killed at higher rates than any other race or group of humans in this country by police. We take up the most space in prisons today. Black neighborhoods are over-policed at higher rates than white communities, than predominantly white communities. And in fact, right now in Oakland, California, um, legislation has been passed to make 98% of Oakland legally uninhabitable by houseless humans. And black people make up majority of the population of houseless humans here in Oakland. And even when you think back to the war on drugs, right? Statistics show that at the time, black people and white people were using crack cocaine at the same rate. However, black communities were policed over 60% more than white communities. Black families were broken apart. Black fathers were taken away from their children. Mothers were killed in front of their children. Children were killed in front of their families. And it echoes the same the same uh, assertion of the, the, the racial principle or the social principle that existed, you know, way back in 1776. And that's that us as black people in this country are no more than chattel. Even though the even though the political legislation has changed, this social fabric creates the same or this social dynamic of today, you know, over four hundred years later, still asserts the same social dynamic.
and it is because of this social power the social consequence of the word that i believe that i know that white people cannot say it there's no ifs ands or buts about it historically the word has always had a negative consequence today the negative consequence is still the same and uh, i don't see there ever being a time where this word can be used by both the protected class and the oppressed class in a way that does not have a have a disparity of of social consequence and so the consequences of a black person saying nigga are i, I don't want to say less drastic because again i mean out of political economic and and social out of the political political economic and social structure of our of our societies um american and otherwise i do believe that the social structure holds the most weight and holds the most precedent over the other two structures because i mean people vote with their co- with their social conscience people move through their day-to-day lives based upon like their social principles and their and their and their and their morals and their ethics um and so if there's legislation in office for some type of like you know progressive bill or progressive law um if people don't agree with it socially or feel that there's any benefit to them socially um they're probably not going to vote for it and that changes the fabric of our society i don't want to say that black people using the word has less of a social consequence because i mean when 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 i think about it how the whole idea of of reclaiming the word has been used as justification of us calling ourselves nigga calling each other nigga you know being like oh what's up my nigga or or just using it casually i mean i feel like that's bullshit honestly i mean how can we reclaim something that was never ours it, it was, this was something that was imposed upon us and to me using the word without feeling any type of like internal remorse or or internal hesitation is conceding the 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 ways in which this word has been used to oppress us or or being ignorant to the ways in which the, the, this word was used to oppress us and still continues to oppress us you know talking it up to something that has been reclaimed and should not be taken so seriously is to negate the the severe social consequences of the words uh of the word that is still very present today that 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 have been that were implored like over 400 years ago like the the patterns that we're seeing this kind of like social loop that we're on of like you know like moments of progress moments of social consciousness and then moments of like social inactivity. However, that being said, I I do definitely feel that because black people don't have because because historically we've been politically and economically and socially disenfranchised, our use of the word has the most power as it pertains to our levels of internal acceptance of of the way things the way things are or like internal oppression or interpersonal oppression amongst our own community but using the word doesn't have um a social political or economic precedent over any other group in this country it's an interpersonal thing if i choose to call you my nigga i am conceding that word i'm conceding the the stereotypes that that are associated with being a nigga 
I'm saying that this isn't I'm, I'm, I'm choosing to ignore the social consequence of the word and and therefore practicing or, or being in a sense um, eternally oppressed or, or at least ignorant at the least however on the other hand the the protected class you know white folks using it that use of the word because of the power that they've amassed politically and economically and socially it has great precedent over this other community right the black community you know black people being regarded as as niggers you know back um, in 1776 justified us being left out of the promise of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness right because we were niggers we were animals we were chattel when i say black people can say nigga I mean it with, I mean, I'm saying this with a lot of hesitation. We can say it and it'll have less consequences than the protected class saying, says it, um, as far as the, the sweeping effects that it has on the political and economic, uh, and social well-being and, and lives of other people in this country, uh, not including our community. However, use of it has, uh, a lot of precedent over how we see and how we move into this world with the intention of you know breaking our chains and living outside of this conceited idea that we are the others of the society that we are less worthy to all the promises and all the riches of the life liberty and pursuit of happiness that was promised to every man in this country to address directly the idea that the word nigga can be taken back and used as like a term of endearment and this was, this was kind of like a movement that happened during like the culture change in the late 80s. You know, it when I use it or when I hear people use it or when I'm, when somebody's like, oh, what's up, my nigga? You know, it creates like this, this, this kind of feeling of, of closeness, I guess, or this kind of like kinship or like recognition, like recognition, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm safe with you. Like, you my nigga. Like, it's good. Like, we good. But that's, like, really fucking sick, you know, when I fucking think about it. It's, like, we, it's, like, it's almost like we see each other's chains and we're, like, oh, good, I'm not the only one that's, like, you know, not try, not fighting to, like, get out of this shit. Or, like, I don't know, it, it's finding community in this basis that is very, very ugly and disgusting and, and negates our true value and our true worth, not only as humans, but as melanated humans. But, yeah, anyway, just to further address that, I believe that any word with such an emotional and tangible weight can always be used as a weapon. You know, black people can use the word to enforce slash implore oppressive mechanisms upon their fellow black person. So, I mean, just just the same way that, you know, white folks weaponize the word and still do weaponize the word. I've been around, you know, black folks who have done very well economically for themselves um, and who even have like, you know, political presences who, deem black people who are who are still trapped in in the loop of internal oppression and who live in ghettos and such as like those niggas like just kind of trying to use the word in the same fashion as a protected class as a way to align themselves with like the upper echelon of the society that you know historically they never belonged to it's like a badge of honor type shit some real sick ass shit and so, you know, I, I really encourage any black person to really make an effort to annex that word from their from their vernacular. You know, but also, that being said, it is important to note that the use of that word 
the word nigga by a white person or anyone other than the black community. Actually, let me touch on that too. Because I went to LA recently and I saw a lot of members of the Latinx community. And this is just my experience. I'm not trying to point anybody out or any communities out. This is just purely my experience. I mean, I've seen a lot of different people who are not of the protected class, other people of color, I rather, using the word nigga. But when I was in LA, I, it was a lot of Latinx folks using the word nigga. And I've heard justifications for it. I've heard people say, well, I'm, I'm a nigga in the eyes of America. You know what I'm saying? Like, even though I'm not black. And all this other shit to justify their use of the word. And let me just say very clearly, if you are a person of color who feels justified in using the word nigga or feels called to identify yourself as a nigga, just stop. You're fucking insane. And you are not you are not you you are not creating a healthy version of allyship through through your use of the word nigga you are actually in fact setting the movement back at least in in the social regard no other community of color in this country has had an experience like the black man in this country like the black human in this country um our our situation is extremely unique than any other immigrant to this country. And it is because, I mean, we were here before the country was formed. We were here building this country from the foundation. We, we are this country found, country's foundations, you know, like cash crops, tobacco and cotton sparked the, the American economy and put America in a position where it could separate from Britain. And we were here way before this shit too. The Moors were here way before the Europeans were here too. Um, we lived with the Europeans on this land um, before the imposition of chattel slavery, before more of us were brought over here for the purpose of being chattel slaves. And we have never had any liberties in this country. I mean, now one, one could argue through political legislation, we have gained access to certain liberties. And I mean, I'm gonna make a po- another podcast episode about this too why education is a right not a privilege um this is the main one so anyway yeah like our experience in this country is extremely unique the justification of well i'm nigga and i'm a nigga in the eyes of, of america is 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 not is not a solid justification being a person of color and wanting to find kinship with other black folk uh, should be on the basis of wanting to rise from the oppressive oppressive mechanisms of this country rise out of the box that we have for so long been put in politically, economically, and socially, and exist on a higher plane of living, exist on a connection that is way higher than uh, the bounds, like the anchors of chains, you know, associated with, with our color, with our history, with our heritage. If you are a person of color who is not black and you use the word nigga, quickly abolish that from your from your vernacular it does not make you an ally it makes you an anti-ally it makes you an ally to the people who want to uphold the oppressive mechanisms of this country so just just think about that um and also if you're a black person and you use the word nigga and you feel like there's nothing wrong with it i mean listen you do what you want to do this th- it is something that we completely have the choice to use if we want to use it it's something that's been used to to oppress us for so long and and now we I guess the feeling of having control over it 
or the feeling of having control over the energy behind it and being able to transpose it from something so negative into something, I guess, less negative. I'm definitely not going to call it positive. Feels good and feels endearing. Um, However, dig deeper, brother and sister. Understand that we ain't niggas. We ain't never been niggas. Before, we've been on this earth way longer than 400 years. Let me tell you that. And before our existence in this country, we were so far from the idea of a nigga that the other the others of this world the protected class tried so hard to make us forget who we were because if we remember who we are we would never ever see ourselves as niggas again writing reading college higher education all these things grew from the motherland the richest man alive lived in the motherland was from the motherland, Mansa Musa, and he actually brought Europe out of the dark ages, taught them how to fight off disease, taught them how to grow crops in the winter, all these different things that allowed for their growth and their proliferation as a species. So we are extremely powerful. And so for us to then use the word that our pe- the, the word that the oppressor, people who were saved by our people, back hundreds of years before chattel slavery using the word that they imposed upon us and imposed upon their fellow american to quickly identify us with being less than human being less than worthy of life living in the pursuit of happiness being less than worthy of being able to live comfortably with our families being able to have access to food shelter the ability to raise our kids, the three mind, the three basic most functions of any human, any species, that any species needs to survive. To then take that word and try to create it into something that is endearing, that is meant to build community, is simply, is simply insane, honestly. It's crazy, it's crazy. We gotta stop. It doesn't make any sense. And if we're gonna move forward, we really have to change our mind as social individuals, as social animals. That's our primal instinct. That's our primal navigation system. In conclusion, the reason why black people can say nigga with discretion, asterisk with discretion, and why people can't is because the consequences are way are way different. Consequentially, identifying the black man as a nigga has had a political and economic and social result of disenfranchisement, marginalization and the conceited notion of us and them whereby oppression of us the black majority is sanctioned by the social consciousness of them the protected class and the reason why black people can use it i suppose or not even can use it but the reason why black people has the reason why black people's use of the word has less social consequence is because our use of the word does what does not predicate Um, the political, social, or economic reality of any other community um, in this country, except for ourselves, right? It can be used as an interpersonal and internal weapon, which for me is reason enough to want to abolish it from our vernacular and pay attention to how we speak power through our words, how we speak truth through our words, and how we build our reality through our words. I am Raven.
this has been hard questions great answers thank you guys for tuning in tune in again next week for another hard question and yes more great answers peace and persistence bless